So welcome to the 22nd episode of the Transportation Management Podcast. Today's topic is execution in transportation management. And my name is Thomas Grintus. I'm Scrum Master and Developer in the team Freight Order Management. Yeah, my name is Ben Dittrich. I'm always, as always, asking the questions today. And we have our special guest here, which is... My name is Bernard Hauser. I'm also a developer in the same team as Thomas and Bernd. And yeah, I'm working specifically in the area of execution and warehouse integration. Very good. Sounds like you're the right person to talk about execution, right? So maybe from a 10,000-foot uh, perspective, uh, what what is execution in a sense uh, we talk uh, about today for transportation yeah. management? So, yeah, so execution is really uh, one of the basic um, steps in, in a transportation process. So we have, um, from the very high perspective, we, we have some planning done before, and then comes the, the execution part, and then finally we might have some settlement. So it's um, really after the planning is really done that you say at some point in time, okay, my planning is is finished and you pass it over to the execution and then um yeah the physical stuff is is happening the real thing the real thing okay and um when we talk about that um so we are in tm um today right i mean execution that's a wider focus right as you said we have uh, the transportation but you also have warehousing onboard onboard devices uh, etc so what what is the topic of today? Is it uh, and how does it fit into the whole picture of the supply chain execution platform? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good uh, <laughs> ah. that's a good um, um, question question. <laughs> and uh, so that's really something um, which what shall be kept in focus here is that it's not only TM which is part of the execution, yeah, but we also have other components. Um, which are really related to execution. We have we have a, the SAP solution for event tracing and tracking. This is the event management. And we have also the EWM, the extended warehouse management, where which is the SAP solution for warehousing, the new um, solution. And actually, these components are also integrated with each other. So cool. exchanging um, execution-related data. Okay, so we are part of that supply chain execution platform then. But I think today we will focus a bit, but just because of time, uh, on the TM part of that execution. So how is that transportation execution uh, piece and, and the modeling of it in TM done, right? So yes. it's, uh, I think yeah. the other two topics like EWM integration and EM integration, that will be another podcast episode then to keep it a bit uh in our one one hour range that we typically try to target. Okay, so we're talking about execution in the TM context. So how does that physical world uh, is then reflected in, in TM, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. So maybe, as we talked before, maybe a good way of addressing that topic is just going through the work, uh, to the life cycle of a truck going in through the execution chain, right? And our, our example, um, yeah, what, what is it? What will it 
So let's, um, as an example, let's take um, LSP, maybe, um, that has got uh, the request. What is an LSP, sorry? LSP is a logistic service provider. Ah, thank you. Who has, yeah, the task or who has the business expertise to, to do transportation services for a um, shipper, for instance. Let's mm. take an example of a shipper, um, who wants to bring goods, who has got orders from several consignees. Let's say in our example, two consignees. And, uh, so the LSP has also its own fleet, maybe, mm. and brings his truck to the, Shipper picks up the goods and uh, shall bring them to the two consignees. Okay. That would be our example. Sounds like a good example. Yeah. So mm -hmm. maybe that's okay. a simple one, simple enough that we can still cover it in that time frame. Of course, there will be, yeah, we can talk about maybe more complicated cases <laughs> yeah. and later. Okay. So where do we start? I think a good starting point would be an optimization um, result, for example. So I have two, in your example, we have Like two um, orders, right? Sounds like I have two orders, one to constantly one and another one to constantly two. And our famous optimizer, shameless plug to ooh, our episode maybe 15 or something about um, optimization, uh, combined then smartly into one freight order. Uh, so it's a single pick. Multi-drop freight order, maybe if it's a direct um, delivery. Okay, so the, the starting point would be a freight order to freight units assigned and, <coughs> yeah, smartly planned. What is so next? So I think I finished my planning. What would I do to start the execution here? Yeah, so the, the first step would then actually be, I think, that you would, um, that would, you would send the, 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 the truck to the um to the shipper mm. so that the process can start um um for this we have also in in the freight order which is in this in this case is the execution document yeah where the execution is tracked so it's an, a document where we can do <coughs> actions uh like um we want to start the execution so we have we have an a status on on header level of the of the freight order which says um have has the execution already started or not mm -hmm. yeah so after the planning this execution status on root level would say execution has not yet started so um when you would start with a process normally you would say okay it's ready for transportation execution that would mean that uh, the execution can now take place <coughs> Okay, I think in your example now you said I send a truck to the customer, so like a pickup uh, uh, kind of order, right? That's mm -hmm. what I said. So it's not in my warehouse yet. Since we are an LSP, we have to pick it up. Yeah. So I would send it there, and maybe if the truck departs, it would go into execution in that first step, right? Yes. Uh, so the the um, header, um, this execution status on header level basically is the overall execution status. Um, where you can see, yeah, I have not started execution. The execution is in process. That would mm -hmm. be in execution. Mm -hmm. And finally, if, if the execution has finished, that would say, um, it's executed. So we have only on, on, on this rough level. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We only can know is the execution started or not. Okay. But we do not, for instance, know whether is the execution already proceeded to some <coughs> stage or not. We do not see an on, on header level. Okay. 
that's uh, on header level. And for that, yeah. I think that pickup thread order we talk about in the first maybe quick step is anyway a bit special as I kind of send my truck there, see what he really picks up and brings to my warehouse, right? If we, I mean, if we were an LSP, uh, or yeah, that, that would make sense then, right? So that yeah. he picks it up and brings back. Maybe then truck departed, sent there and comes into my warehouse in the first place um, to see what's uh, on a truck then, right? What has a customer sent me? Mm -hmm. That is where my real-world contact typically, I think, in that LSP scenario starts, right? So I would get some information when this truck, this pickup truck arrives. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so um, what is really important mm -hmm. here to, to keep in mind is that the whole process basically can be modeled with the help of events. Yeah, mm -hmm. so... What is really happening is that you have different locations where different kind of business events are happening. Hmm. So in our case, where, where the goods, where the, the cargo is picked up from the, from the shipper, the first business event, what would be relevant for us as the LSP would, I think, be that somehow the, the cargo has been loaded on the truck hmm. and uh, that the truck has departed from the, from the shipper location. Okay. That, that would be, I would say, the first business <coughs> event, mm -hmm. which, which can be an event which is either, um, created at the shipper site and it somehow sent to us. Yeah? We can, for instance, also use event management for this, um, or it's directly sent to EM or someone in, um, EM is, is, um, creating this. <coughs> This event. Okay, yeah. so I may have an onboard device, have EM mm -hmm. integration or something, or somebody driver is calling me, and then I go into the freight order or the system or the RFC call or something goes into the mm -hmm. uh, freight order and triggers that event departed at customer, right? Yeah. Or loaded yeah. at customer. What did you say? Sorry. What for our first event? Sorry, I don't want to. The, the, the first one should be the, the loaded event. Okay. Yeah, if, if we want to model it, um, mm -hmm. I mean, we can, uh, we do not say that we have to always have each business event. So mm -hmm. let's say you can have a process where you say, um, the loading is not relevant for me. I'm fine. If I get the departed event, then it would be also fine if we just get the departed event and we would somehow, um, as a consequence, you would say, okay, if we got the departed event, obviously the loading has already been done as well. Okay. So we can kind of skip events mm. if they are not relevant for us. Okay. Technically uh, asking, so this event now comes in. Uh -huh. Where would I find it technically if I'm, as some of our listeners, a technical uh, guy? How, where would I see that uh, event information in the first place? Uh -huh. Yeah, we have... We have in the freight order and any other kind of execution document, we have a tab for execution data where we, we see all the <coughs> actual events. And if you maybe are even um, a fan of event management, you would even see the expected events. I don't want to say too much of this, mm -hmm. but uh, maybe just as a rough, rough idea, expected events is a kind of process modeling what you can do in event management and these kind of expected events so ex events that shall happen in the future you can also see in this tm and not only if you're a fan type. of event management even if you're not a fan and just a user right so mm, maybe <laughs> even then yeah exactly and technically i think for those even the fans of bob maybe yeah 
uh, they could find that uh, event then also in this uh, Tor execution table, right? There's a separate table or BO node where all the actual, where all the reality, so to say, is stored in, in the BO, right? So if yeah. that events come in or I press that button in that UI, um, then an event in the execution node is created in, in the first place, right? But that's, of course, only kind of a, let's say, technical storage uh, for that uh, information. I think more importantly, something more happens on, on header level. As you already mentioned, that maybe we start with that. So it, that document goes into execution then, right? So then on header level from not started, the execution level would go into started in execution. Yeah. In yeah. execution. So what, what we have some logic where we say, um, so you see what we have been talking now about was really events. And now coming mm. back to that, to that topic of stages, obviously it seems there is a relationship of the two. Yeah. So in, if an event happens, also we want to see this process, this progress of the, of the process. We also want to see it in kind of, uh, in terms of stages mm. handling. So you were talking of the header. Mm. Stages, but we have also on other levels, we also have stages information. So for instance, um, if you have, if you want to keep really track of what the loading process, for instance, would look like, you could even uh, send or see events on, on, um, item level. Mm. Yeah. You could, for instance, say, <coughs> okay, I have some cargo, some pallet, um, being loaded into the truck. You could also get an event for that. Yeah. And mm -hmm. once we get those events, we, we transfer this, um, or we, um, map this to some kind of stages value. And then, um, as a kind of, um, automatism at that place, we say, okay, if, if the loading has started, then we all obviously also have to change the execution stages on header level. Okay. So that's kind of derived. Stages value on header level. On header level. Okay. Mm -hmm. So in our uh, example where the truck, the first information that we ever got for that uh, pickup truck is that it departed at the customer location. Uh, we would get that information that would go into that execution uh, node, would have some information about, uh, of course, the root node it belongs to, would have some information about the stop you mentioned. So in that case, it would be the first <coughs> pickup stop maybe. And maybe we would have, if it, be, if it would be loading, I also would have some reference in that note into the item. But in our example, we said the truck has been departed. So we would have a reference <coughs> to the outbound uh, stop at the customer side, right? Yes. And technically, I mean, if we are talking very much technically, then yes, you yeah. would even have a reference uh, also to the main item because um, normally the events are always created with a reference to to some item yeah mm. we could technically leave it leave it empty and could say okay mm. it's it's on root level because the execution node is below below the header so it could mm. be also without item reference but normally mm. when then we are using the main item which is in that case anyway representing the truck and as a truck yeah. departed yeah. at the location it's kind of Logical, I think, to have yes. that two references. Yeah. Okay, then uh, we, we already talked about the header execution status, which changes. Sounds like if we depart from a stop, is there also something on stop level that changes then? Or Exactly, yeah. Mm -hmm. So we decided that we want to have visibility on different levels. So on header mm -hmm. level, it's a <coughs> normally a more kind of very rough idea because you only see 
execution has started it in process so that would not be enough to have really an overview if you are at the at we sometimes call it the current stop of execution yeah so the 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 picture we have is when you have a transportation chain for multiple stages normally there is some stop where the process is now currently mm. active yep so would mean um in our example first when the shipper is loading the truck um that would be the first stop of execution yeah. the current stop would be the shipper's the shipper location mm -hmm. and then we would for instance go to the LST <coughs> warehouse where mm -hmm. we first get the um cargo and might unload then then the current stop would move to the second stop mm -hmm. so that would mean that's the stop where we want to to look at because That's our focus now. That's where the action happens, right? <laughs> where the next app <laughs> is going to happen. Yep. Yes, right. And that we can see um, as a stop stages. So we have a um, stages type called handling execution. And that's on stop level. It's on cargo item <coughs> level as well, but it's also on stop level. So you can see it in our overview mm -hmm. or you can see it in the stages tab as well. On which stop I'm currently and what is that status of the yes. stop? Yes, and we okay. in addition even have that kind of um, current stop information. We also have it on header level because for the customer it might be even nice to see it also on header level. Mm. So we have this um, root execution status and also a, what is called the logistical um, logistical status or logistical execution status. I think it is called and it shows also the the current state <coughs> at the current stop at the current stop yeah mm -hmm. maybe that might also lift the miracle about the use the cargo management for all stops or cargo management for current stop um, that you may see if you go into our cargo management you can choose if you w just want to see the items to be loaded dash unloaded at the current location so i want to focus on my warehouse for example i'm where that next activity starts, or if we want to have a holistic picture and also want to see what is loaded at other warehouses. So that's the current stop concept, right? And to be yeah. very complete, I think that, that stop has a field for that current stop um, value, and one value is uh, the, the one where the action will happen next. So that's the yeah, next stop where something is expected, and the previous stop will have that uh, a value for, okay, that's the stop where the last uh, actually reported event was. So if I yeah. depart from A and go to my warehouse, uh, my warehouse, the inbound <coughs> stop, the receiving side would have that current stop indicator, next relevant stop, uh -huh. and uh, the customer side would have uh, its value that it's the stop where the last actual event was reported. Yeah. So that gives okay. us also the, the possibility, for instance, to, to have queries running mm -hmm. on the database and saying, I want to have that stop which is relevant now Yeah, and we could immediately <coughs> select for that kind of stop. Yeah. Hmm. That's the advantage also of this concept. Exactly. So it's always clear, at least for linear topologies. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which is our focus for today. Okay. Yes, yes. And that is the stop level, right? So we said we be departed, and and that makes that stop uh, to departed. Uh, for the items, you said uh, I can report the loading or not. If I would report uh, the loading event, then there would also be a status change on the item level. Item level, yes, yes, yes. So we have, um, actually, we have two status types. We were discussing this, mm -hmm. whether um, we want to have 
two kinds of loading information. And uh, the one on the one hand part, it is really the cargo item as such, yeah, where we say the cargo item shall be loaded mm. into some something, mm. which is to be a capacity like container, um, movable container, or it could be a um, kind of loading space uh, on, on a normal truck. Mm. And um, so... The cargo item itself, it has the handling execution stages, which says I'm loaded into some capacity. <coughs> mm -hmm. And we ha also have another stages type, which says, um, which is defined for capacity items, such as a um, container item. And this says um, all the cargo which shall be loaded into that capacity, is it already loaded or not? Mm -hmm. So it's some kind of aggregated stages because all the cargo items which must be loaded into that capacity, only if everything is loaded, then also these stages will switch to completely loaded. Okay. Uh, in Germany, we, uh, in German, we say beladen and geladen, but this is not possible to translate in English, I'm afraid. So, <laughs> grab your dictionary. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's the, the two things, right? I, I put some uh, some cargo into something or everything has been put into me, so to say. Exactly. And what was the status name for that? Sorry? That's a cargo execution status. That's a cargo execution status. And that is the same status on cargo level and on um, equipment level, is that right? But with different values. But it's the same status field. The cargo execution status? <laughs> or is it two different fields if I check in a database or on the UI? You mean for, for the... For, for the B-laden and G-laden thing. So that yeah, loaded. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's two different <coughs> fields. So it's two different stages types and it is two, two different fields because we say it could even be that a capacity again might be loaded later on onto some other capacity. Yeah. So it could be a kind of multi-level loading process even. Mm. And that would be, for instance, if you have a container, a 40 feet container, And this is um, first put on a truck and then it's loaded. Mm. But later on, the, the whole container might be put onto a vessel. So mm. the capacity I'm again might be loaded. So uh, that if, if you only have one <laughs> status type, that couldn't be modeled anymore. Okay. The and the cargo execution status, that's the status of the cargo loaded into something, right? If you say it's two fields, must be two column headers, right? Yes. In, in the yes. execution. And I just want to get that, you know, two names. So what, what would I, if I want to check that in the system? Yeah. The handling execution means I am loaded into some capacity. Okay. And <coughs> as a, only defined for capacity items, um, the cargo items are loaded into me. That's the cargo execution status. Okay. Handling execution status is something that happens to the cargo and yeah. cargo execution status. That's the exactly. capacity. You, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm loaded kind of thing, which then becomes, for example, relevant for, for EWM warehouse integration, etc. right? So to know if something yeah, yeah. was already completely loaded, exactly. which is not the topic of the yeah, 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 yeah. So let's do not too much of, of that, but in principle, yes. I mean, the kind of information could come obviously from some event handling, uh, from event manager, for instance, could be sent, but it could also come from a warehouse because the warehouse knows which cargo items are loaded. So obviously it, that's information which could be created in the warehouse. Okay, good. So I think the truck departed now and we, we have quite some statuses already derived from that. 
So now that truck arrives in my warehouse <clears throat> and I check uh, what did I receive? Is it as expected or not? Uh, maybe before or, we come to the topic, I have two more simple questions probably. Uh, you mentioned the dependency between the events and the status values. Uh, actually, this sounds like a one-way dependency. Is this right? Or do you also update events from status changes? Yeah, that's a very, very interesting question. Um, because, you said um, it's a simple question. I thought it's a simple <laughs> question. <laughs> It's it's uh, because uh, it, maybe it sounded really like normally um, that that first you create the event and then you set the status, but it can also be the other way around. Uh, so you can also in TM we have on item level, on root level, we are on different <coughs> levels, on stop level, we have the possibility to set the status types, to set a status value for these types, and then also the event is created. On the other end, that event is normally on first posted in the TM mm -hmm. object, and um, it could then also <coughs> be later on um, distributed distributed yeah, to other okay. objects. Yeah. But that's that's uh, the question of of uh, event propagation, which is more for <laughs> for a different info session. Right? Event propagation into event management, right? Yeah, That's also event propagation <laughs> between the documents. Maybe we come to that. We can, we could maybe come to that later. Yeah. Later. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thanks. And the second question um, is because I heard this now from questions from many customers in tickets also. Uh, is that um, you, you can see actually the status as part of the status values of the documents or in the event, but I think you can also see it Uh, for, for example, which functions are still available in a document? I mean, a change in a status uh, has a as a consequence that certain features are not um, executable anymore. For example, a typical question in the ticket is: I uh, customers, I want to send a freight order um, as a shipment to ERP, but it's not possible, and in many cases, the solution is it's not in the right status. Do we have an kind of overview? What or uh, I mean, this probably a long list. <laughs> but, but is there a is there a, a simple a simple yeah overview? What is possible in which status? Or does this go into too much detail? <coughs> Um, I mean, these are, I, I think we, ha we have not really a kind of list for where we say, um, <coughs> in which stages is what is not possible. Of course, we know after execution has stages, uh, has started, some things should not maybe be possible, but that might also be customer specific. Yeah. So for instance, there is one, um, there is one, flag and customizing where we for instance say um, if execution has already started some operations shall not be possible anymore for instance if you if you are doing kind of cargo management yeah mm -hmm. where you where you say I um, as a planner as a transportation planner <coughs> I'm putting some cargo items I'm assigning them to some to some containers yeah. And once you say, for instance, on on header level, 
you we have we have a specific status value which we haven't talked about yet where we say ready for loading for instance yeah that's a that's a status value which says uh, okay i've i've done with the planning and now i want to go to um, to execution so for instance the container can now be loaded once you set this status on on the container level for instance and you have defined this that flag in the customizing mm-hmm. then that would mean uh, that the contents of the container should keep stable. Mm. Yeah. And so we are doing when this flag is set, we are doing, for instance, check checks against this. Mm. Yeah. And I think our reaction is so intuitive uh, that we don't <laughs> have to uh, document them. But maybe it sounds a good thing that we yeah, should occur also put that into documentation or so. But it's kind of what we try to do is do it kind of naturally. So after I departed, I should not uh, remove something which I reported as being on that truck, for example. If if I do that, we are in an exception uh, process, and maybe we come to that exception handling um, anyway. <coughs> a bit later, what happens if I did a mistake? And or maybe that's generally also another question. So I miss. <coughs> you said I, I say I'm, I'm departed, and that also. What did we talk about it already? I departed, and that also sets the items automatically to be to be loaded, right? So coming back to our example, we departed from, from the customer side. Okay. And uh, would that also have some impact on the item status then yeah. or not? Uh, so that's maybe also that we, um, it might maybe implicitly um, somehow, <laughs> yeah, but maybe we could say it a little bit more explicitly. So um, as, as I said, we have this current stop of execution, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, once we say it, it has departed from the, from the, customer or from the shipper side and we would the next natural step would be to receive the cargo in our warehouse mm-hmm. then this is an inbound stop yeah means the next what we would expect is that all these cargo items shall be unloaded mm-hmm. at our LSP warehouse <coughs> so uh, in that kind in that way the handling execution status which we know uh, shall indicate whether that something is to be loaded or unloaded that should now switch to not unloaded because the process has not yet been mm-hmm. done yeah it's, we know it's uh, the last event which happened was a departed so mm-hmm. the next one would be that the unloading has to take place okay but implicitly that also means that for the outbound stop before everything the handling execution status of the items there loaded there would be set to loaded right on the implicit the, is that right it is not. It cannot be seen anymore because mm. the handling mm. execution status actually is a status which is only valid for the current stop. So mm. in case the current stop is <coughs> moving to the next mm. stop, you cannot okay. see the loading mm. status mm. on that item level anymore. Okay, because the handling execution status is um, kind of wandering or changing uh-huh. throughout the transportation chain, I see. But if I mistakenly uh, said I'm departed, is that a one-way street or can I go back to my previous stop? Of course you can. <laughs> of course. <laughs> There's no uh, situation what we, um, where you are really blocked yeah, completely. <laughs> so um, basically we, we say you can take back that step yeah so you could for instance go to the last stop to the shipper uh, stop and could say it's not departed i i was wrong yeah mm-hmm. you can go back to that stop could say not departed and so the status will be reversed and the current stop of execution will 
switch back to the first stop then. It's like traveling back in time. Huh? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> cool. Okay, so I can, if I mistakenly said I loaded something, I departed, so I can always go step by step yeah, backwards. Can hmm. Forwards, backwards. Yeah. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> good. Um, okay, next thing is uh, I arrive at the warehouse, so I have the receipt, yeah, reception process, so to say, so I, I see what's on the truck. And maybe that's a good point in time to talk about discrepancies, uh, something different on a truck, or <coughs> because that I think is part of execution, real world mm -hmm. awareness. Mm -hmm. uh, should we cover that now? Yeah, I think yeah. it's 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 an um, interesting thing uh, to know mm -hmm. uh, because it's um, it is of course also something which could be um, part of of the topic of warehouse execution because we say we are now in in the LSP warehouse side. Um, so the information could come from an external warehouse system, yeah, because the the loading or unloading in this in in this case would take place there. Mm -hmm. But of course, you can also do it directly uh, doing our our execution documents. So we have for all the cargo items, we have the plant quantity, and now you can go on cargo item level and can also enter the actual quantities. Okay, there. So. <laughs> Let's say someone would phone you from the warehouse and would tell you, okay, I unloaded everything and um, as expected, um, it was 10 pallets. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And you can then enter as actual quantity on that item. Okay, I got 10 pallets as actual quantity. In that case, there would be no discrepancy. Yeah? So you plant 10 uh, pallets and they actually arrive and then in you the could LSD say, warehouse. And then we would say, I received as planned, which is... Uh intuitively also an action uh, that you then have for that item right so if i mm -hmm. if i have the same quantity i just was press a button and that would then kind of yeah, copy yeah. over the yeah. and plant so, to actual quantities yes okay. so in that mm -hmm. kind uh, we have shortcut for that so you don't do not have to enter it manually but you can buy stitches you can say okay i received it and as you say the actual quantities are then created automatically by the system Okay, now come yeah. to the um, cases every developer hates, uh, discrepancies, updates. Uh, so what happens then? So I have, instead of the 10 pallets, I only have uh, nine. What do we do besides hating it? <laughs> yeah, so uh, <coughs> that was quite, I think, quite a big um, topic in, I think, 8.1, TM 8.1 development, where we had this discrepancy handling introduced so um we we thought about um what kind of discrepancies we can have yeah and mm. uh the first is that we thought there can be two different kinds of discrepancies which can be either quantity discrepancies or so uh, discrepancies related to quantity differences mm. Mm. and um other discrepancies not related to, to quantities. So yeah. we call it um, quantity discrepancies or general discrepancies. Mm -hmm. okay. This is uh, customizing. Yeah. So you define discrepancy types, it's which key, so somehow type for it. Yeah. So uh, they they shall describe the semantics of what kind of discrepancy is. So what's the reason for the discrepancy? Yeah. For instance, you could have um, a pallet which was damaged in the process, or you mm. could have a pallet which was actually not sent by the shipper. So these would be two different cases. Mm. When the LSP 
enters uh, the actual quantity, the system can can immediately find out, okay, you entered nine pallets, actually planned was 10 pallets, so there is a there's a quantity difference of one pallet, so the system will calculate that that difference, write it into the into that um, field with what we have, and will create automatically a, a proposal. So we have kind of default discrepancy, and would, for instance, say, okay, maybe it's it's a missing pallet. Default discrepancy type, right? So we don't, have, we don't have like ten percent yeah. always missing, but what what is what is my yeah. typical main uh, discrepancy reasons as you said? Yeah. Type. yeah. Okay. And then maybe if talking about 10 and 9 pellets, that's of course a significant difference. But if it would be something like uh, expected 900 kilograms, but now it's 899.7, um, which I, okay, I, as a as a good program, you would see it as a discrepancy. But as a human being, you may say not really. It's also a way to have like tolerances. Or yeah, we have later. Uh, we have also introduce tolerances for this. So part of this definition for quantity discrepancies uh, is that you can define um, some tolerance, um, like, for instance, 10% more mm. or less. And in that case, so if it is within the range, mm. the allowed range, that would mean, okay, I think this is, um, I do not have to, to um Keep this as a quantity discrepancy. Okay. That's just yeah. updating, yeah. but no discrepancy. At least ending. it is it is not setting a, for instance, an execution block. Yeah. So mm -hmm. if this is also related to the concept of execution block. So if you have a discrepancy, you can you can order the system to set an execution block so that someone first has to look at the difference and decide what's the next step in execution. Mm. Okay. So now let's say we have that nine instead of uh, ten pellets. <laughs> Uh, I think I have to talk to my customer then in, yeah, if let's say it's his fault. It's always his fault. Huh? So um, what, what is the next step in the process then? So how would somebody from, from order management know that? Is there something in the forwarding orders that I would see that I have a discrepancy? Or should I answer? <laughs> Maybe you can. Maybe you I can, can answer. You can think ah, what, you would expect. what do you think? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would expect uh, <laughs> that we have in the forwarding order then um, a discrepancy status basically, and that we from the forwarding order we can then resolve the discrepancy. Basically, say okay that quantity is okay or not, and then adopt the quantity in the forwarding order to the reported actual uh, quantity or kind of accept that discrepancy anyhow, which then would remove the execution block that you mentioned before. <coughs> However, um, whatever you do, the actual quantity that we report in the freight order will always, always, always update the freight unit quantities because if that freight unit has multiple stages and it's, it's losing like 10% uh, every stage, it's less and less and less that you have to transport. I think that forwarding order... Uh, aspect becomes relevant in the first place, right? So if I pick it up from the customer, but if I lose more stuff over time, I still should talk to my customer, but uh, then from then on, it's it's my fault. But we always update the freight unit, but that quantity update then only affects the next stages. So if I, on the first stage, the freight unit or the item has 10 pallets, and then it's 9, on the next stage, 8, etc., <coughs> goes down, then the freight order 
which had that item in the first stage, still has 10, because at that point in time it was 10 pallets. Later, if I arrive and then I have the next departure, it's only 9 pallets on a freight unit now after receiving it, then the next freight order will already have like a planned quantity of 9, and so on. Typically, it only goes down. Huh? Ah, okay. Good go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody adds some pallets uh, underway or... That's a different thing. And catch rate and that kind of thing. But oh. that's a that's a complete story. Um anyways, if you have like salt or something that it's naturally changing uh, its weight over time, but then that's a different story <laughs> yeah. anyhow. Okay. Maybe what's also interesting in that in that uh, relation uh, is that the um, discrepancies are actually also events. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so always if you put in some actual quantity already, so could be could be a discrepancy or not. We would also store it as execution data. So you can, you cannot see it on the execution tab because we show it in a, in a different place. Yeah. So it's actually, uh, um, information what we show as detail to the item, but it's technically it's stored in the execution node. And so that's also how, uh, why it is easily, it can be, for instance, transferred from freight order to freight unit. Yeah, maybe the, to explain it a bit technically also, I think that execution node, the Tor exec, or what it's called, that's really where everything is stored. But on the UI, we show the uh, node exec underscore TR, like transient, which is calculated at runtime. And as you already mentioned earlier, it <coughs> includes additional expected events from event management. So it's really calling event management and pulling that in. So events which I don't really have in TM yet. Yeah. And it's hiding some of the events which we like the discrepancy we show as a detail for the item and we don't want to double show them. And that's why physically on you have it on a database. Yeah, and that's really the rule is if it's execution, it's in the Tor exec node. No nobody nowhere else. Huh? Yeah. Um but uh, on the UI, it's kind of uh, filtered and aggregated. Yeah. And rich, so we have talked a lot of these quantity discrepancies. Mm-hmm. So that's something which you normally see in the quantities tab of the, mm-hmm. which is also item detail. <coughs> but we also have, as I said, this discrepancies tab. Or did I say it? I'm not sure. Uh, mm-hmm. So we have this discrepancies tab. And there you will also see not just the quantity discrepancies, but also the general discrepancies. So you could say additional things like, Somehow the cargo was not in a good condition or something like that. Yeah. Can add pictures of the cargo or your family or, or something. Yes. So we have attachments also for that event and, and text, right? I think text also. Text. Some Probably text. you can at least short text. You can if you need some yeah. more explanation for that uh, discrepancy, right? Okay. So maybe that's enough for today for the discrepancy part of it, right? I think we said, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. So now we received everything. We resolved all discrepancies. I think the next step is that we reload um, the cargo, and this time in our warehouse, um, to to another truck. So I, again, do some clever planning with the optimizer or with my clever planner manually. Or, however, <laughs> so I have, again, a freight order, which now goes from my warehouse to two consignees. Mm-hmm. Again, to, let's make it a multi-drop again or multi-pick. It doesn't matter for the moment, maybe. Maybe we, I think we said multi-drop. So we multi-drop. have two consignees. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. So now I received everything and next hour I want to finish my planning. Uh, I want to send my truck out. I, I'm fine now with my outbound truck. What would I do? Yeah. So. 
we have we, so um, current situation should be um, the, where the the goods receipt process has been finished. Mm-hmm. That you can see when when you're looking at the stop stages, which should now say unloaded, completely mm-hmm. unloaded. So the next relevant stop for execution <laughs> is the outbound stop, as you say. Um, so we are now in the outbound process of the warehouse. So um, the the planning is is done, mm-hmm. I think, in in your example. So the next step would now be that you um, set, for instance, on on header level, you can say uh, cargo ready for loading. Yeah, that would be that would mean this is a kind of signal to the warehouse. Okay. Trade order is now in a shape which can um, which can go into execution. Everything is done, mm-hmm. and um, so the warehouse can start. Uh, so can start the loading process. Okay, then we would interact with the warehouse. Maybe one thing I think I forgot uh, to ask before, just to finish the receiving process. Maybe can we scroll back now? <laughs> um, the I think after we resolved all the discrepancies, we also have a, like an on-hand status for that item, right? That that kind of uh, reflects that we now really are in charge of, of that item. So we really received it. Correct? Is that uh, correct? Yes. And yes, where, what, which status is it? Is it one of the ones we already talked about? Or? Yeah, that's, that's new status, actually. Mm-hmm. So we have another status, which is more a kind of long-living status because... Mm-hmm. Before we talk of these handling execution and cargo mm. execution stages, which is on item level, but they are only relevant for the current stop of execution. <laughs> and now um, the customer also might want to have an overview of for each item what is what what is the status on the long run. Yeah. Mm. So, for instance, have I received it already in my warehouse, in the LSP warehouse in this case? So that would mean that. Um, he can set this cargo receipt status. Mm. So this is another status, also on item level, and you can set this to on hand, which means basically you have you have put it into your own warehouse. Okay, and then so, later, most likely something like delivered or so. Yeah, in the, in the yes. The of, final mm. step in in the life cycle of a cargo item would would mean I'm I'm just happy to go to where I want. I'm targeted to go so that's uh, the consignee and that would then be um, delivered okay yeah, that's the final stages okay. for, for the cargo item and what was the name of the status again sorry that was the cargo receipt cargo receipt status stages. okay that's yeah. more stable <coughs> okay sorry now scrolling back to our outbound uh, process but i think maybe that was important to finish the uh, the inbound process um, now we send our freight order with information about the ca- pallets, whatever cargo to be loaded to the warehouse. Uh, now I would receive that feedback back either. We can talk about that later or a different podcast electronically with uh, um, loading uh, appointment or information message. Or let's say they give me a call or send me uh, with um Kind of loading list, maybe, loading yeah. list with checkboxes on it, yeah. and uh, yeah, what what would be next? And let's say let's do it manually, uh, and I think automatically it would be very similar. Mm-hmm. So what what would happen next? The warehouse tells me yes, I loaded something, mm-hmm. maybe not all of it. <coughs> so what would happen then? Exactly. So if let's say first case would be um, all the items were successfully loaded, then I could just go to the stop level and, and I could say. Loaded, 
Mm. And that would mean automatically all the items which are relevant <clears throat> for loading for this stop would then switch to loaded. Yeah, so that in, in one shot I could, I could mm. finish the, these uh, statues for all the items. Mm. If I have, if I have a discrepancy, let's say some item was not loaded, probably I have to take them out. Yeah, maybe even have to delete them from, from the, the truck, yeah. from the truck because um, I say they could not be loaded mm. would mean I have kind of discrepancy I have to resolve. Yeah. And if there is no, <laughs> as you said, there, there could be a kind of notif system notification from the warehouse that would be, um, we call it a loading appointment notification. Then that could be done by the system automatically. But if I just get phone call or I get just a loading list, I have to go to the system and, for instance, delete that item from the from the freight order. And so, that, what would happen then if I delete it from the freight order? Because I still have my freight unit where I had that item. Would it split the freight unit? Yes. Or? So that's that's a standard reaction. If if I'm uh, deleting an item on in the <coughs> freight unit, of, then it depends: is this the only item which is in the freight unit, or has the freight unit several items? If there is Let's say there's only one item that would mean the whole freight unit will not travel mm. with this freight order. Then the freight unit could just be unassigned. Mm. Yeah. If there are more than one items and several items are going with the freight order, some are not. Mm. That would be a situation in which a freight unit split. Okay. And if I have like part, if it's one item, but only partial <coughs> quantities there, I would first split that item into two items uh, in the freight order in a manual case. <coughs> And uh, and then put that one one out of ten pellets away, and that would then split the freight that unit again, be right? Necessary steps, I think. Yeah, exactly. In manually uh, process, and we talk about that today. Good. Uh, so that would uh, after that, I would know the situation on my truck. I would remove some freight unit, or from maybe I remove complete freight units. Maybe I remove items of freight units, maybe I remove parts of items of a freight unit, or maybe I add something. If the warehouse tells me, yeah, I also added another freight unit um, or pallet, typically they would talk talk about pallets, mm -hmm. on, on that truck, you would have to adapt it as well. Yeah, and yeah. If you talk about your manual process, then yeah, you would put it on a truck and also set it to loaded then most likely, right? Right. right. Okay, yeah. so... Everything is loaded. What is my status situation now <coughs> on that freight order? Should be then that everything is successfully loaded. Then I would suppose that's the handling execution status. That's the handling execution status on item level as yes. well. So you will all see green lights. So you can be very happy. Happy. And also on stop level, you will get a yellow light probably only because um, this, the truck has not left the warehouse yard. So that a yellow unfortunately, light? you are not done yet. Okay, so yeah. still something. Still something uh, to do. It's like standing in the yellow light uh, on the traffic light and then yeah. just ready to be starting. Ah, it's going green next. Okay, understand. That's why it's yellow. Yes. This next step is coming. Okay. Um, so now I set that truck to the departed so to say mm -hmm. and now um, maybe with also one aspect is now if if i now get an update i mean one the process we talked about uh, so far was always a forwarding order process i received the products etc maybe one uh, important thing is uh, also the shipper world right and if now where i i'm not in control of the changes coming over from erp and let's say at least 
theoretically, I could still get an update to the OTR or DTR. Let's say the DTR in that case. So the quantity in the TRQ changes that would then also potentially, if I wouldn't be in execution, it would also update the follow-up documents. But uh, I think it's important to know once the the items are um, in in execution in the document, we will not and and kind of confirmed uh, the quantity confirmed that they're loaded uh, in that quantity. We will not update the the item in the freight documents uh, based on any predecessor input. Yeah. Right. I think that's important to know. Yeah. So we have this this logic which normally always copies through the items mm -hmm. through the whole document chain. So the document chain in could be either the forwarding order. So anyway, it's the TRQ document, which is somehow mm -hmm. the first document in the chain in TM. <coughs> and then uh, linked to this is the freight unit document and the, the execution document. So for instance, freight order, normally we copy through all the items mm -hmm. and all the changes of the items. So for instance, quantity changes. And in our case, uh, we set the cargo receipt stages. So now the stages comes again into play. So the stages will say it's on hand means um, I have already received it. So I would expect there shouldn't be relevant changes anymore for that items coming from, from ERP, for instance. Mm -hmm. And in that case, we say we are not propagating through the, the changes, as you said. Okay. Yeah, I think that's important to understand once the status <laughs> goes green, then mm -hmm. pending execution status, that means no updates from predecessor. Mm -hmm. we, maybe we come, can later come to the uh, process of like failed deliveries and what we do and what we plan to do uh, uh, with that. Um, but in the first place, if you, the truck leaves or has an <coughs> execution information, we would not update from predecessor. Yeah. Okay. So. Truck leaves, yellow light. Uh, so next thing is uh, green light then, I, I guess. So mm -hmm. you could set it manually to departed or you could get it by the event. Mm. Would okay. set then the light and then the truck is again on the way mm. and um, on the way to the consignees. Okay. So the, yeah, maybe, the final location. And yeah, maybe one process that we skipped a bit, but also not one of the strongest processes uh, in TM currently is a check-in, check-out process. I think that there's currently not, not a transaction where you where you would check-in, check-out the truck explicitly. We have the field, so you can uh, capture the license plate of the truck. Um, you have that arrival event. You can capture the driver as a business partner, at least. So you can capture the information, but so far we don't have, let's say, uh, pre-configured check-in, check-out process. Maybe that question may come uh, in here. If I leave uh, the warehouse, typically I would check out. So it's kind of setting the different statuses, like capt capturing driver names, etc. In, in the document, yeah. Sorry, we're working on that. Okay. So now we checked out um, and uh, we come to the first customer. So what happens when I unload? Yeah. Question. Mark. <laughs> Yeah, um, so the, the process would be <laughs> basically is modeled the same way as, as for the LSP warehouse. Mm -hmm. Um, so means we have again an unloading process. So first, first step would again, I will start with the truck first has to arrive at the customer location. So means I can set it to arrived, um, at the customer location. 
<laughs> and then the unloading would take place. Of course, now we have to take into consideration we have maybe several freight units assigned to the freight order and only some of the cargo items are relevant for the consignee one. And we have another consignee in the, in the chain and that would be the consignee two. Also, obviously, some of the freight units are planned for the other customer. So for the handling execution, that means that only Technically, the cargo items which are linking to that consignee stop are then relevant for unloading. Okay. So that's also a, a role of this handling execution set is that, that you can see what of the cargo items are now logistically relevant and which are not relevant. Uh, yeah. Multi-drop scenario, not all the items are relevant at, for each stop. Hopefully, otherwise you have a problem with the next customer then. Oh. Okay. Good. Anything uh, we should add about like proof of delivery or uh, that kind of? Um, Good. The, the proof I think that is another thing that arrives at the customer and. Um, yeah. Mm. Proof of delivery is currently not a model status. <clears throat> it is. It is an event. What you can receive. Um, it sometimes I think can be configured to be the last event in mm. the chain of events mm. because. Probably I would assume that the uh, um, proof of delivery would be coming after you have <coughs> dropped the goods because mm. just when you drop the pallets, you don't know whether mm. all the cargo is actually complete. Yeah, mm -hmm. The customer might uh, want to count it yeah? mm. and might see, oh, there's some, something is still missing. Yeah. So the proof of delivery could be the final event then if okay. you receive it. That would be a final event you mentioned. That is something I configure for the freight unit most likely then or in, in the freight unit type maybe or? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That, okay. that would be uh, something where you could say we, ha we have for each, for each type. Yeah. For, uh, for freight order type, for freight unit type, we have some part of the customizing, which is related to e execution. Mm -hmm. So you could, for instance, say, do I want to Track execution, yes or no. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so normally, if you want to use all these status type events, you have to set it to relevant for execution tracking. And you can also configure what is the last expected event in the chain. Means once this event has been posted for this object, yeah, you can define it for the freight unit or for the freight order or for, for any kind of execution document. Um, Then that would mean that the status switches to executed. Yeah, so the the process is is finished in terms of execution. Execution on the invoicing may come yeah. later, but okay, that's interesting. Good. So um, and that <coughs> event, as you mentioned, we posted for, for the freight order, right? But we also have some impact on the freight unit here. Maybe we can add some words on that propagation um, of events between the different documents. Yeah. So, um, propagation of events is, um, is of course, um, can be done across this chain, which we already talked about. So the, the freight unit is linked to the freight order means if there is some event, which is relevant for the freight unit as well, we are doing a propagation of the events means not all the events might be relevant mm. for the freight unit. So there might be even stops um, of the freight order which are not relevant for the freight unit. Mm. <laughs> And that's something where we would not 
propagate need back. to propagate the event. And propagate back means we would also kind of create such an entry in the first place in that exec uh, to exec table we mm -hmm. talked about before, and that again would start the processing in a freight unit, so to say, exactly the same pattern, right? Yeah. So yeah. The events. So yeah. So we there there must be some logic, yeah, in 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 the um, in the tour mm -hmm. where we are we are checking um, all the requirement documents for, mm -hmm. for execution document like freight freight order and then we check okay that's some freight unit and then we send this event so we um, that execution data is created for that predecessor document okay so it's propagated but I think that's specifically yeah. relevant then for multi-staging now in our example we arrived Directly at the customer, but uh, yeah, there could be scenarios with ocean legs in the middle, etc. And then mm -hmm. that backpropagation becomes even more relevant. And then also that final event <laughs> obviously only happens at the final uh, destination for the freight unit, and not uh, if it arrives at the port or so. Yeah. That yeah. I think we arrived at the first customer. Okay, so I think mm -hmm. that same repeats now at the second mm -hmm. customer, yeah. right? And then there's no big difference probably the, for that process. The only difference yeah. most likely if it arrives as a second customer and that is the last stop, most likely that the execution must always, also the status also must somewhere go to execute it, right? For the freight order, yeah. Mm. It's, it can be configured in a different way. Yeah? Mm -hmm. So you, mm -hmm. for the freight unit, you could say the final event I expect is is proof of loading, uh, delivery. proof of mm -hmm. delivery. And for the um, for the freight order, it could be, for instance, already the unloading. Yeah. Mm. So freight order could already be finished, but the freight unit could still be in execution. That could be possible. Yeah. So customers sometimes are expecting <coughs> one one object is finished, all the other objects are finished as well. But this depends on customizing. Yeah. So you can configure it mm. as you like. Yeah. Good. I think that's. Uh Already, we, at least we once went through that complete uh, execution chain, mm -hmm. right? We finished execution on both documents. What more can you expect? Uh, anything else we should um, discuss uh, today? Something we forgot mentioning? As we said, I mean, there will be another episode about the details of the EM integration and another one or two episodes about the details about the EWM. Uh, integration, but where there's no WM integration, there's only if we develop something, then it's for EWM. Yes, because, obviously, because yeah. it's our colleagues. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's our colleagues, and um, there is active, still active development for the EWM. So means um, the um, requirements can uh, still be <coughs> can still be implemented. Yeah, so we mm. this is a interface which is still growing. Yeah. Mm. And maybe a, a typical question from a technical consultant in a in a customer project is how can I enhance it? I mean, this is usually if you come from the ERP world, yeah. having the traditional status management uh, BS two and three X transactions, uh -huh. uh, it's very straightforward to add user uh, user status. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, so Can in, you say in terms of ESA, probably, uh, Thomas, you know better than me. Yeah? I think we have standard mechanisms in TM. So we have Hardy where you can uh, put in logic um, to fill fields, for instance. We have it on both sides, on the EWM side, on the 
TM side and um, how that is enhanced, probably you know. But but it's not kind of a. There's no no status management model below what we discussed. Today, no customizing. Right? No mean, customizing yeah. for yeah. to define <laughs> an own stages. No, mm. there is that's that's a standard. Um, but I mean, for events, it's quite easy, probably. For events, it is um, <coughs> it is easy in some terms because you are quite um, quite flexible as far as you are um, using, for instance, EM. Yeah, you can define any kind of events in EM. But uh, currently, what we cr uh, what we generate is is fixed events. Yeah, so uh, these are event types which which are defined in the standard. In our standard process flow, at least, of course, you can have additional event types, and uh, uh, then we would also uh, show them, etc. Depends a bit, like if you have your own Z uh, event type for departure, yeah. uh, that, that becomes a bit critical. I, I think I created a note for that uh, recently, uh, because then we actually, the relevant piece of it is then the activity type of that um, event type that you define, mm -hmm. like transloading, departure, loading, that kind of thing is something that you define for the event type. What is it actually? <laughs> and that is what we use then. Yeah, but there's not a type finding or something. And also if yeah. you talk <laughs> the status, um, um, enhancement, so we wouldn't have an standard way currently to enhance the handling execution status, uh, for example. And then, so you wouldn't have to use normal pop, uh, Mm. kind of um yeah, you can enhance mm. yeah you can enhance the domain of course as you always can do but then you also would have to you code have to against the, the values yourself yeah and you have to understand them and, and return yeah. also and, and react to it but there's no config <laughs> uh, on that yeah anything yeah. else i think we talked about that status propagation we talked about discrepancies we talked about a bit about the technical Uh, model. So mm -hmm. if it's execution, as we said, it's always the Tor exec node. It's also for the actual departure time, etc. Planned departure time is in the stop. The actual is then an event <laughs> uh, in the Tor event node with a reference to that stop and the event departure and that time there. But of course, it's still considered, for example, by scheduling or time propagation. At least if you have the latest service packs. Um, yeah. Anything else? No, I think that's That's it, right? Oh, one hour again. Good. Then thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for explaining it to me. I think now I understood it. And yeah, then let's see when the next episode will come. Maybe we talk about EWM integration then already or EM or something else. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.